among the Chinese symbols for the word joy also means music. Yeah, there are two drums and a bell in this little pictograph. Well, if you didn't know, now you know. (laughs) I'm reading this book called The Art of Practicing, and it is by Madeline Bruiser, and I think it's great. And there's all this great stuff that's being talked about in it, technical things on how to get better as a musician, but also um, the heart of all of it. And one of the biggest things that she talks about in here, I mean, that I've gathered without her saying it a million times, is vulnerability. Do you have vulnerability when you are practicing and performing? It is a huge factor as to whether or not you will be a good musician. And I am not talking about talent. I'm not talking about skill. I'm talking about the doing of what you are doing. So if we get into what vulnerability is, let's just go into the definition of it. It's the susceptibility to physical or emotional attack or harm. Yeah, it has a lot of negative vibes around it. But can we shift that mindset? Because I know that a lot of people think of that vulnerable, being vulnerable in a relationship, in a career. It can lead to people not taking you seriously, people seeing you as weak, seeing you as not good enough, as you not being as skilled as another. If we look at things as a slow burn, if we think of things on the long run, how can we use vulnerability as a good thing? It takes courage. It takes bravery to be vulnerable. And I will say from my personal stance, as a teacher, being vulnerable can be a dangerous thing. And I need to be to be to find success for my students, for them to find success in themselves. Because if I'm not my truest self, if I'm not vulnerable with them, how are they going to trust me? And to learn, you have to trust your teacher. I remember in middle school, in high school, if I was taking a math class or a science class and I did not succeed, it was because I did not trust that teacher. I did not like that person. If I liked that person, I wanted to do better, even though I hated that topic. I hated that class. And that's the truth. I still hate it. Um, That's a tricky, tricky thing. We feel unprotected. We feel like we're an endangered species, you know, and we do not need to feel that way. We are human beings. And one of the most beautiful things about being a human is that we are so, so flawed. And to just accept that and to go through your day saying, this is what it is, but I'm learning. I'm just like you. But if we try to hold back our flaws, if we try to hold back the things that are us, People will not like you. People will not like the work that you do because they know that something is not real. And if you're listening, just think about for a second, I'm going to just prompt you a little bit, a couple of things to show you someone that is not vulnerable, someone who puts on a voice, you know, that's uh, that customer service voice. Like when you go into a Hallmark, I used to work at a Hallmark, by the way, when I was getting my master's, they go in and they're looking for a card. And instead of genuinely asking the person, hey, how are you today? How can I help you? What are you looking for? Not like, hey, can I interest you in an Easter bunny decorative hallmark ornament? Like with literally with that voice. Why would I, I don't want you to talk to me. 
I want you to leave me alone. I need to buy a card and leave. Do you know that voice? (laughs) That is the voice of inauthenticity. And it is the voice of someone who is scared to just be themselves in front of another human being. So they put up a fourth wall to create safety so that they don't get hurt. And when you think about it, if I'm just thinking about customer service, and I know many of us have done a lot of customer service work, um, and I'm talking about like servers, you know, retail, that kind of thing. When you're working in um, a, a store or a restaurant, there is, and think about it, there is a level of you will get hurt because not everybody wants to buy the stuff that your manager is making you push on people. Um, so if we don't really care about the product that's trying to get sold, we are not going to sell it. Um, and I sold really well whenever I genuinely wanted to sell something to someone and I knew it wasn't a waste of money. Now, the reason I couldn't stay working at Hallmark was because I did not like selling things that were made cheaply to people that did not deserve to be sold something like that, which was no one that walked into that store. So I wouldn't sell certain things, but there were certain things that I was like, I genuinely want to sell this to to someone because I think it would be a great gift. If I didn't think it was a good gift, it was not going to get sold. And this can go along with your song that you're working on. It's not going to get sold if you don't believe those words. It's not just about hitting the notes. No one's going to buy it if you're not truly selling it. And how many of you, if you're listening, have gone to a restaurant and the server is not talking to you. They're talking at you and they're putting on a performance. And does it drive you crazy? It, It drives me crazy. Now, do I really respect them and give them a really good tip no matter what? Of course. I've been there. I know what it feels like. However, if I feel like someone is incredibly uncomfortable, they're making me uncomfortable, they're not talking to me, they're talking at me, I will just say to them, hey, you can just talk to me like I'm a person. And sometimes they're like, oh, I am. And I'm like, no, seriously, you're making me uncomfortable. And I try to have the philosophy that we do not have a long time here. We don't know how long it is. I hope it's a long time. I have so many plans, just like everybody else, but... Um, I don't want to waste a single second. <laughs> so I'll just tell them. And there have been a couple times where I've said, hey, really, really genuinely, I need you to just talk to me like I'm a person. How are you today? Are you doing okay? I, I know what I want here, but um, I'll be back at the register. If you think there's anything you think I might want to buy, then great. Or, hey, I love that you're trying to push this on me. I'm definitely going to buy an alcoholic beverage. Don't worry about it. Um, that'll be on your sale, but I don't I don't need you to inauthentically push it on me. Now, uh, where does this come from? It may sound mean. I promise it's not. It's genuinely just because I believe in uh, living a truthful life. Um, I was an actor before I was a teacher. Um, I went to undergraduate at Seton Hill University, and I got um, my music theater degree and it was a Bachelor of Arts. And then um, after that, I worked at Barter Theater as an acting intern, and it kind of changed my whole entire life and um, the way I look at the world. And then I performed there for just a short while, um, just being a resident actor, just for a little bit. Um, And it was one of the proudest moments of my life, and I worked around all these beautifully talented people who did not accept anything but the truth, And 
I try to keep my I try to keep my standards high because I believe everybody can live like that. Acting is not for the elite. I believe it's for people that um, are able to get past the feeling of fear and go past that and run towards it and run towards something bigger than themselves and past that fear. And it is a scary wall. You can think of it like the wall in Harry Potter where you don't think there's no way I'm getting through that wall. And then you get through the wall. That is the fear wall. And once you get past that, once you go through it, there's these crazy, beautiful things that are heaven on earth. It's beautiful, long life relationships. They are careers that are lasting, that are fulfilling. You know, the love of your life could be behind there. The job of your life could be behind there. You have no idea, but if you refuse to be vulnerable, you will not get there. So a couple ways that you can be vulnerable today. If there is someone that you want to talk to, I think you should go talk to them. Or if you are like, I'm going to always end up alone. I'm never going to have anybody. Maybe you should get on a dating site. Maybe you should get out there. Maybe you should try something. Don't sit there. Don't. Don't be afraid. What's the worst that could happen? And you might say, yeah, all this stuff could happen. There's a lot of there's a lot of things that could be bad. Fair. But what are the good things? I truly believe that they outweigh those bad things. Don't you agree? Now, let's get to the music side of things because that's the whole reason you're here. How can you relate that to your singing? Well, if you live that, if you truly live that thought process, when you go to open your mouth and sing your song, whatever it might be, it is going to be so much more free. It's going to be so much more alive. Now, not only does this help with just the performance, but if we're going to the technical side of things, it helps with airflow. It helps with intention. It helps with your posture. It helps with your chest voice, your head voice, whatever it is, your intention is set. Does anybody know what I'm talking about? Because this is kind of the thing that we can talk about in a voice lesson, but we can't do it for you. You have to do it. And it starts after you leave the voice lesson and before the voice lesson. I try to make you as comfortable as you can be in the lesson, but there is just this layer that it's just you, baby. It's you. It's all you on your very, very own. And you have to be the one that is fearless and just crazy enough to fully sing recklessly in a song. And yeah, you might make some mistakes, um, but you sing it with passion and with life. The other day, one of my students, Caroline, she sang the song Uncharted by Sarah Bareilles. And we talked a little bit after we talked about some technical things. I was saying, okay, well, Here's some of the riffs we need to fix. Here's some of the breath things. Try and focus more on the vowel. When you get to this top part, go ahead and hire your, you know, raise your larynx on this one part, blah, 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 blah. But at the end, I said, Is it good that it's that you're uncharted? Is it a good thing? And she's like, I think it is. I'm like, yes, it is. <laughs> yes, it is. Because when she says, it's all uncharted, la, 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 whatever she does, she does la, la, la's. 
of course it's a good thing. You know, there's just a bunch of little things. They're hidden in your songs. And those little hidden nuggets are telling you to go towards the fear. They're telling you to run towards it. They're go signs. And this girl went for it and she put on a beautiful performance. And sadly, it was just for me. But um, yeah, that's what she needed. That was the kick that made that song absolute fire. No pun intended, if you love Sarah Bareilles and her new album. Um, But it was absolute fire um, because she just put life into it. And that didn't need any more practice. It just needed will, you know, will and bravery to sing it with full joy and embracing her unchartedness. And it was um, really cool. (laughs) So I have a quote here. This is from one of my acting books from school. It's called The Sanford Meisner Approach, Workbook One, an actor's workbook. And this is by Larry Silverberg. Um, And he did a whole series of workbooks. And he did a book called um, Loving to Audition. And he's written um, original monologues that are specifically training you in the Meisner technique. It's really great. Um, These are my favorite acting books that I have from my undergraduate. Um, And this is a quote, every chapter he puts quotes about running with abandonment in your art and freedom and truth. And this is a quote about vulnerability. It says, surely all art is the result of having been in danger, of having gone through an experience all the way to the end, to where no one can go any further. And that is a quote by Rainer Marie Rilke. I hope I'm saying the last name correctly. It is a German poet who wrote Letters to a Young Poet. So that quote right there, going fully, completely into something until there's nothing left, it's pretty crazy, but that's kind of what we need to think of with our art. It's not just something you throw away. Um, It can be a big deal if you so choose. But again, if you don't have vulnerability... If you're not able to be vulnerable, how are you going to get there? How are you going to do that? And again, being vulnerable does not make you weak. It makes you strong. And if you are willing to be at this level, then others will follow. And that's exciting, right? And that's what I kind of hope when I'm teaching. If I can be my authentic self with that student and still be professional and still be Um, completely of service, then yeah, yeah, the whole point is that I am of service because I'm myself. I'm not um, putting on a a weird customer service voice. I'm here for that person in that full hour. I am completely theirs and I'm here to help, you know? And for the last part of our podcast for today, I just want to go ahead and read Um, two pages from the book that I'm currently reading, and it's called The Art of Practicing, A Guide to Making Music from the Heart by Madeline Bruiser. Um, And she talks about vulnerability. And if you're curious about this book, it's on page eight and nine. So here we go. And I'm going to be vulnerable, and I'm not going to edit this out because sometimes I get nervous when I read from anything. Um, So here we go. Such passion is familiar to us as musicians, whether we are amateurs or professionals. It is part of an unshakable confidence in our musicality. Yet no matter how confident we are, we feel vulnerable in the vast world of music and musicians. 
Children feel unaccomplished next to adults. Amateurs struggle with the belief that their musical sense is undeveloped compared to that of professionals. All of us know we need guidance in our musical journey. When we go to a teacher, we hope that he or she will appreciate our sincerity of heart and that the discipline we learn will enable us to express ourselves from the heart. This vulnerability is healthy. Students worry that being vulnerable means being open to attack and to destructive criticism from teachers. But vulnerable literally means, quote unquote, able to be wounded, which includes letting yourself be pierced emotionally by things. I love this. You feel so touched by a piece of music that it breaks your heart. A performer who feels penetrated by music in this way could communicate its power to the audience. An audience... I'm not editing. I'm not doing it. A student who is vulnerable to her teacher can receive the warmth and encouragement she needs to grow. If you acknowledge and respect your vulnerability, vulnerability, you can choose to avoid destructive people and to speak up when someone treats you improperly. That's a big one, guys. I'm going to keep going. Vulnerability is the essence of being human and alive. A New York Times art critic once described several still-life paintings by saying the object's quote-unquote, lacked a sense of vulnerability and warmth, as if they had never been caressed by a painter's hand or eye, end quote. He seemed to imply that even these inanimate objects could come alive if handled with more gentleness and appreciation. I pictured a series of dull, lifeless fruits and bottles needing to be seen as they really are, colorful and vibrant and deserving the attention of a finer artist, This is our own need to be known and appreciated for who we really are. It is this vulnerability that draws us to music and to the warmth and brilliance great composers share with us. Through their music, they touch us and bring our tenderness and artistic intelligence. I'm going to keep going. Passion, confidence, and vulnerability are evidence of musical talent. If music were not in our blood, we wouldn't have such strong feelings. Countless times students ask, do you think I have talent? Do you think I'll be able to play well? I get this all the time. Each person's talent is unique, and some are more gifted than others, but an intense desire to play well indicates that music is already inside the person, pressing towards the surface and needing to come out. Know this and take heart from it as you make your particular journey with music. End. And again, this is a book that I'm just absolutely adoring. Again, it is called The Art of Practicing, A Guide to Making Music from the Heart by Madeline Bruiser. So now this is a call to action for this coming week. If you have not already followed us on Facebook, the group name is called The Happy Singer Discussion Group, and you can follow us just on the direct page, The Happy Singer Podcast. And then once you do that, I'll be able to add you into the private um, discussion group. And I want anybody that's into the group, if you feel comfortable and you feel ready to be vulnerable, I want you to post you singing in the group a song you've been working on, something that causes you to react in some way, in a positive way. The words mean something to you, and I want you to record yourself, whether it's audio or video. I prefer video because I can get to see who you are and get to know you guys more. Um, I want you to post that video in the group, and we're all going to love on you and give you good thoughts and good comments. Um, Yeah, so that's what this whole week is about, being vulnerable. And if you don't feel comfortable with the whole social media thing, cool, I get it. Go ahead and do something in your life that... is going to create 
more of a thick skin towards scary stuff, whether that's asking out the person that you really, really like or going out to dinner by yourself. A lot of people are afraid to go and eat by themselves. That's the thing. Go and do it. Or maybe it's that you are just too afraid to go and sign up for that audition, but you really want to. Why don't you do it? Or perhaps maybe you really, really, really want to go and do that roller coaster. Maybe you should just do it. You know, (laughs) maybe you should just do it. I promise that you running to the fear in anything, even if it's not your music, will infiltrate your music life. Just recently, we had an episode with Essence from Bernie and the Believers, and um, Bernie had ALS, and he has since passed away. And I didn't know the man, but I felt his spirit in his music that he wrote and that he composed. And sadly, he did not have the full life that he thought he would. And that's incredibly sad to me. It's also very beautiful because he made the most of his time. But we don't know how much time we have, so so make the most of it. Anyway, I am so grateful to all of you. I am loving creating these podcast episodes. I still don't know completely what I'm doing, but I'm enjoying them, and I hope you are too. Message me on the Facebook group. Go ahead and follow me on Instagram. My name is Christy Bissell, K-R-I-S-T-Y-B-I-S-S-E-L-L. I'm constantly trying to be vulnerable on that page because I know that there are so many people out there that are uh, not being vulnerable, and I like to just kind of present my life as it is, and um, I like to kind of be a mirror for other people. Um, If you know the song, um, I'll Be Your Mirror from Velvet Underground, That's kind of how I like to live as a teacher. I enjoy being that for other people and for the world around us. So thank you so much, everyone. And I will talk to you guys next week. Have a beautiful week. And remember, things aren't as scary as you think. Go and live your life. Sing that song that you love. And I will talk to you next week. And very important, don't forget to share your video of you singing on the Facebook group. We really want to support you and listen to your beautiful voices. Everyone deserves to be heard, and we're the place to come if you want to be heard. Have a great day. Bye.